Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Woodstock, Georgia, it's time for Cherokee Business Radio. Now, here's your host. Welcome to another exciting and informative edition of Cherokee Business Radio. Stone Payton here with you this afternoon, and you are in for a real treat. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast executive director with Elm Street Cultural Arts Village, Inc., Mr. Christopher Brazelton. How are you, buddy? Hey, hey, hey. How's it going? I am doing well and have been so excited about having you come into our studio. Incidentally, we are broadcasting live from the Innovation Spot, I don't know, what, like a half mile from, from downtown Woodstock, right? That's right. Yeah, we're only... It's a quick, quick trip to get here. And we're so delighted to be here. And the folks here, Tom and Lori uh, Delvaney, they do such a marvelous job. We are so excited about being here in Cherokee County and having a studio here in the Woodstock Market. And one of the first things we wanted to do was reach out to Christopher and his team. My wife and I had the pleasure of attending a, um, is it the Lantern Series? Am That's I right. Yeah, that it's, right? A, it's a concert series called the Lantern Series. Oh, man. Not that we weren't already in love with Woodstock, uh, but boy, that just, that, that sealed it with a, with a kiss. Uh, but before we talk about the Lantern Series and some of those other things, uh, maybe a bit of a primer. Could you share with our listening audience mission, purpose, what are you guys out there trying to do for folks? Yeah, absolutely. So Elm Street Cultural Arts Village has kind of evolved over the years. Um, it, but the but the larger vision now is an art center uh, for this you know this suburb area. A lot of times you'll find art centers in major municipalities, you know, major cities, or um, and and we kind of have a vision to kind of break away from that um, and offer what would be engaging art, you know, in in the suburbs, in the, in the, the, in those spaces. And so we, we have the, the name Elm street cultural arts village. We have four and a half acre property in downtown Woodstock. That is, um, uh, mostly outside. We do have, a an old church that we've renovated into a theater. And huh. so we actually started as a theater only. It was formerly was town Lake art center. And it was the flagship program was really family, uh, family programming in, within the theater, um, children shows that sort of thing and that was off in an old warehouse off bell's ferry years ago 2002 it started and around 2010 we moved to downtown woodstock um with the vision and kind of refounded um as elm street cultural arts village with the with the vision to become that broader art center for a suburb community and i think the other thing that makes us a little bit uh different especially for a place like woodstock when we think of art centers, obviously it's the fine art, it's that craft. And, um, in some cases that can be a little bit highbrow, but one of the things that we really focus on one to make it accessible for everyone and approachable for everyone is we don't, our mission is to engage community with relevant art experiences every day. And when we do that, we, uh, we really focus on engaging community, which might sound a little bit odd um, from the sense of well, you're an art center. Shouldn't you focus on art and you have relevant art experiences? Why aren't you focusing on that? But in the end, what we do is we are trying to leverage art. You know, it just be like us saying like, you know, we have good art. So just so come and <laughs> come and support us. We have good art, you know, and um, and there is merit in that. And there are art centers that exist for that. And that makes sense. And it's perfect. But for us, we really felt like how how can we really leverage and engage and benefit our community 
through community engagement and use art as our tool with that. So art is our business, but our purpose is really engaging community. So in the theater department, we've done um, actually just, I guess, summer of 2019, we did Wizard of Oz. But we partnered with Goshen Valley, which is a um, foster care and um, and a few other foster care agencies and uh, really focused on uh, No Place Like Home along with Wizard of Oz. And oh, we did wow. a couple of different initiatives to help with foster care. Um, and uh, so, and, and like I said, help with the, the vitality and the vibrancy, and the quality of life. Um, and sometimes that's, you know, similar to, you know, foster care where we're leveraging something to bring awareness mm-hmm. to something that's needed in Cherokee County. And sometimes it's just for the general um, business. So we did, you know, a little shop of horrors and uh, partnered with a bunch of small businesses to have our own little shop drive and feature a different small How business. You know? So there's different ways that we're using art to either, like I said, engage community, create connections, interpersonal connections, leverage businesses, that sort of thing that we try as best as we possible so that our art is actually an active driver for economy and, and really culture. So with the theater, um, with the theater, are these local people who enjoy being actors and actresses? Where does the, where do you get the talent? Yeah, for? yeah, absolutely. I think uh, there's uh, definitely a, a local um, pool of actors here, lots mm-hmm. of talent. Um, and we've had, we've had actors come and be in our shows as, you know, as far as Noonan as well. So wow. it's kind of just, uh, <laughs> That's that's obviously a an exception that makes a nice story. I mean, it, but sure. but yeah, Metro Atlanta, um, it's with certainly of um, the vast majority of the repeat offenders, if you will, <laughs> is, a, is, a, is a local focused as well. You know, so we'll have a lot of local actors in them. So it's a it's a lot of fun. So uh, purely hypothetically, suppose I knew someone or maybe even was married to him for 31 years <laughs> who was just really fired up. We're, uh, for those of you that, that don't know the listeners out there, uh, my wife and I are, are moving from East Cobb to, to Woodstock. And it's one of the reasons that I set up this neighborhood uh, business radio studio. But Holly, my wife, I can just she is so excited about coming out here. What's some counsel to Holly and people like Holly that want to get kind of plugged into what you're doing? Like, I'm sure she's going to be interested in this theater. I'm almost certain of it. Sure. Well, one is we're very proud to be um, volunteer driven in a lot of ways. Of course, we've got some staff that staff's going to be growing, but our with that staff growing, so is our volunteer base. And so Mm -hmm. we have all sorts of different teams to get involved, um, whether that and that that ranges from acting and um, to costuming and set and paint. So that's just for the theater. And then there's, you know, with the concert series that you mentioned, that's going to be, um, you know, guest services and um, ushering. And, um, and then we're certainly as well, we're building or under construction with an, a visual arts center. And so there's going to be, an inst- oh, really? yeah. And so there's going to be an installation team and a curation team. And we're proud to be volunteer volunteer driven that way. And then, and then there's other things as well. I mean, that's, that's a quick way to get involved and we're really passionate about it because of our focus on community engagement, but there's other things just to dabble in and try out some stuff. So we're going to have a ton of visual art classes on the horizon here as we open up this art center. Um, we just actually finished construction on a small house. That's actually uh, the, where you went to the lantern series. There's a small house that's behind that. That was, I think it was built in the twenties, the 1920s. And, um, it's, uh, we've just renovated it into a ceramics and pottery studio. So there's going to be a bunch of pottery classes in there as well. So there's, there's, and then we do have, um, classes 
on the theater side as well. Improv um, uh, and acting techniques. We're expanding that into the technical side of theater as well. So the hope is is that you know, um, as we continue to to grow as an organization, we're going to have a little bit of a little bit of something for everyone. That you know, we can. There's all sorts of different classes and workshops and master classes that we can offer, as well as I think for the kids, summer camp's really important. That's a big program that we that we offer, which is a lot of fun. Now, see, I didn't realize you had that. Just the oh, summer yes. camp. Oh yes, it's it's a um, actually I would say that I said the theater is the flagship program, but mm-hmm. I think that from an artistic medium standpoint, but the education. Really, um, one of the founders, Gay Laura Grooms, did a fantastic job and had a great curriculum for our kids. And um, and so uh, she's retired now, but we really took that and, um, and and focused our summer camp. And it's a very robust program. The summer camp and the I think the education program as a whole was really kind of the bread and butter in the early days of then Town Lake Arts Center, now Elm Street. And so um, as that continues to grow, we're hoping to expand that. Well, we, we have been expanding that into classes for adults, classes for um, teenagers, really offering a wide array, ranging from visual art, music, theatrics, all of that. So how is all this funded? Where's the where's the funding come from? That's a great question. Um, most, uh, it's you know, it's hard to... Uh, take a national average or something like that and then whittle it down to here. But a lot of art centers specifically, generally speaking, are about 50% earned income and then 50% contributed income. Mm -hmm. We're actually 80% earned income. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of it's ticket sales or class or summer camp registration or Mm -hmm. um, certainly concessions and beverages. And um, we try to share our venue as much as possible. So venue rentals, you know, those, that's, that's a lot of our, um, revenue. And I think at, at the time gay had retired. Um, it was just me for a little bit. That's, that's not fair. Siobhan was a uh, part-time at the time who is our education director now. And, um, soon we were able to make her full-time and then now we're four and a half full-time equivalent. And we're about to hire a, another full-time position for the visual arts director as we open up that art, the visual arts center. What an exciting time yeah. for you guys. It, it, I mean, obviously it has to be incredibly rewarding work, but what are you enjoying the most? What do you, what do you <laughs> find the, the most fun, I guess? Yeah. You know, um, I have, I have a, a little bit of entrepreneurial blood in me, you know? And so <laughs> well, when you we- must have an 80% funded by the work that you guys are doing, that's Well, and it's, and it's a lot of fun on that, in that frame. Um, and, and make no mistake that 20% is still a large chunk of change. You know, we definitely are so indebted and grateful for this supportive community, whether it's sponsorships with businesses or individual donations. Um, and through that, through that local support, we've actually been able to, um, gain some attention from some national foundations to get some grants Uh and whatnot. So it's, we really do think that growth is on the horizon. And, um, I think that entrepreneurial spirit, uh, two things, one, I get, you know, I get excited. And a lot of times my staff needs to calm me down of like, Hey, let's open up this new program. We should open up a new music series, you know, or, or, or whatever it has used. The, the lantern series, uh, I guess is now three, it's in its third year. So it's relatively new. And yet 
with that third year, we were finding a lot of success with that. And I think with the Reeves House, um, which is the visual arts center that we're rebuilding, mm-hmm. it was a former historic home. We're rebuilding it, honoring that history uh, and having a, a gallery and visual arts classes. And there'll be a coffee and wine bar in there. And it's going to be a lot of fun to hold a lot of community events and celebrate visual art. And so I think that's a, I think that's something that helps feed me, if you will, as those new programs, but not just for the mm-hmm. sake that it's something new and entrepreneurship driven or anything as much as it is when those new experiences come, it's another way for us as a community, as a culture to have, um, to continue sharing our experiences and creating moments and celebrating them. And so I think for us, I think for us as a organization, we really tick what, you know, what keeps us up at night with excitement is when we see community get together, share those moments um, and then perhaps maybe there's a community change for the better as we're all able to grow with it. And we've, we've seen, like I mentioned with the, um, you know, with the, with the foster care, there were mm-hmm. some agencies that came back and said, yeah, volunteerism picked up for us, you know, because of, because of that, oh, um, we've seen that with, we did, we did one, um, a show called next to normal, which had to do with mental health. Um, it was a little bit edgy at the time for us, but we really feel felt like it was important partnered with NAMI, which is national Alliance on mental illness. And, um, they came back and said, there's a huge uptick in mental health volunteerism afterwards and mental health. Um, Cause there's not a NAMI chapter in Cherokee County, but mm-hmm. th- so there's tons of needs and they all of a sudden didn't have, they had new problems because there was more people interested. In so I think <laughs> seeing those things happen, seeing that culture change for the better, those, that, that positive impact. I think that's what keeps all of staff up at night saying, wow, we really, this is, you know, this event and you can kind of trace it. And sometimes with community and culture, it's a little bit hard to trace, mm-hmm. but every now and then it's really tangible that, you know, a impacted B and now we've created C because of that. And it's when that happens, it's a, it's a cool moment. And sometimes it, sometimes we go a few months without seeing it, but, and just because it's so, be ephemeral, you know, when it, when mm-hmm. it happens, it's hard to, like I said, it's hard to track, it's hard to trace, but gosh, when it happens, it's really, really cool to, to see. So what is your backstory? How does one land in a, in a role like this? Was it a straight path or did it have a few curves? I, you know, interestingly <laughs> enough, you know, there's so many people that don't, um, go to college where their career ends up. Right. Uh, I actually went to college for arts administration and, wow. yeah, and I, started a, a nonprofit while I was in college. I wanted to basically start producing things. And some of these classes that I was taking, I was like, I need to put this into practice a little bit. So <laughs> I see what's actually working and what's not, and what's practical versus what's, what's just book smart, you know, and, and starting to put that to practice. And we had a lot of success. I was actually able to support myself with it a year after college, just trying to just try and nice, out. but we kind of wanted the team at the time really wanted some baggage. I kind of wanted to like, this isn't, this isn't real. Let's figure something else out. And, um, and so I moved to Atlanta, had a marketing director job for a little bit and then tripped across, um, this job posting for Elm street cultural arts village as an operations director. And I thought, yeah, I could probably try that out. And I uh, happened to apply. I, you know, waited, I procrastinated and, uh, applied (laughs) on the very day that they were pulling it from the website. Um, and then, just kind of on a whim, but then got it. And then 
you know, the rest is history, I guess, if you say that, <laughs> something like that, right? <laughs> well, your enthusiasm, your passion you know, for the work just, just comes through. It, it's, it's contagious. So uh, what's next for you guys? What do you, what do you anticipate investing your energy in, I don't know, next 12, 18 months? Yeah. The, I, so the, the big project right now is the Reeves house. So that's been okay. a project that we've been working on for several years This is years the place now. right behind the, the stage at the Lantern? So at the Lantern series, which is mm-hmm. still a, a, a very fun passion project passion project i know mm-hmm. you've seen it it's it's interesting to find what kind of different genres we can bring in yeah but behind that there's a small house that we renovated into a pottery and ceramic studio nice. and then behind that is along the trail there there's actually a large house that used to sit there and mm-hmm. we are rebuilding it okay um with the same facade like i said honoring the history of the original home um that is going to be a visual arts center and so that's we, we have some visual arts program programming currently, but it's been limited just with space and well, really lack of dedicated space. And even though we've tried to get creative here and there, um, just a, for lack of a better term, a term, a home for our local artist home for our visual arts initiatives, I think is really going to make a huge difference. And so rather than, having to, okay, for these few months, we're going to piecemeal a a small exhibit with some local art. There's Mm -hmm. actually a gallery that will be there, you know, and be able to open up. And now we have this exhibit that's going to focus on all sorts of uh, such a variety, I think that we'll be able to make in there. And then, um, and then we, we purposefully made it so that it has a coffee shop and a wine bar in there so that we can, (laughs) well, and because, and it's that very reason that we, you know, so many art sometimes gets a bad rap for being highbrow. Mm -hmm. And in this case, we really don't want that. We really want everyone to be able to, not that it's going to be for everyone, but we should be for anyone. And so we're really trying to create a welcoming environment and we don't want that highbrow feeling. We want somebody to come in and, feel welcome. And so the architecture that the architects did, um, it's, it's fantastic the way it's being built because it's still a home. So it's going to feel a little bit like a gallery, white yeah. walls, white, you know, uh, focus, good lights to focus on the art. That sort of thing. But it also is a home and it hopefully will have a welcoming environment. And so you might not want to go in and check out the art, uh, but you certainly can get a cup of coffee. And that's our hope is that we, we kind of in engaging community, have a bystander in the community. And if our programs and our mm. hopes and dreams and desires can turn that bystander into an engaged community, get yeah. engaged community member, then we've won. That's our win. That's our celebration at that point is somebody who just didn't want to get involved and they tripped across a cup of coffee and then they saw this piece of art and then they thought, Oh, I could, okay, maybe I am interested in, well, actually, there's a workshop on that this weekend. It's free. Come on, take it, you know, and then, oh, I'll, I'll take a class on it. Oh, well, there's volunteerism opportunities. Oh, wow. There's, you know, there's it's just one step up the ladder to become more involved in the community. And you don't have to be an artist like, or I'm operating under the impression, you don't have to be an artist like my wife, Holly, to uh, to make no. a contribution and really help. I mean, you can be, well, at church, I'm ice guy. Right, like I sure, right, right. If, if we got a, a funeral, a wedding, a gathering, everybody knows. Look, stone will run, get the ice. You know, sure. I got the big cool. There you go. Right. right. Well, you know, you you have your version of. You know, we could always use ice guy. Yeah, right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. There's it's it's such a, a wide array of needs, and the the other thing that we're passionate about, kind of with some of the examples I provided, 
it doesn't have to be at Elm Street. Like, just get involved in your community. If it mm. if if you're volunteering or if you're going to to civic meetings, like that's great. It doesn't have to be at Elm Street. We just want you involved. Yeah. You know, so that's kind of our purpose on that on that same point. So. I'd like for you to, if you would, to talk a little bit about the the Lantern series. Uh, I won't do it justice. I am so enamored. Um, I. I've only been to one thing, <laughs> but it was, I shared with you, I think it was before we came on air, just how enamored I, I was with that. My wife as well, my youngest daughter and her boyfriend, actually who kind of organized the whole, the whole excursion. I just, I walked away from that one just breathless. And uh, I, the entertainers, I believe were a husband and wife team, but anyway, they played like Spanish guitar. Yeah, Yes. It was a flamenco style guitar, okay, uh, yes. landscape of guitar is what it was called okay. and, um, or what the, what the group is. And, um, but Ju- her- Julie and Bruce, they're fantastic. So the lantern series, it was something that we started about three years ago. Okay. Um, and the premise was to, um, the, why we call it lantern is rather than have a series that focuses on, a specific genre. So rather than a bluegrass series or a jazz series or, you know, whatever have you, something rock or cover or anything, there's nothing wrong with any of those, but our job, our role was to kind of share what's missing here. And so what we did was we created a series that is celebratory of every genre under one umbrella. Mm -hmm. So you came and saw flamenco guitar, um, and there, there's more to it than that with that concert. There, there was a whole bunch of dimensions, but, um, but the next one was like a funk pop, you oh, know, cool. and then the one after that was a bluegrass. And then, um, Kelly and, uh, Matt, my youngest and, and yes. her boyfriend, they went to the bluegrass one yes. as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think actually that one was like one week after the fact too. And it was, <laughs> and it was, and, it, and it's amazing. What we've seen is, um, and, oh, and I was, I should say why we call it the lantern series is that every culture has a different lantern. So like the London oh. gaslight, the, the, the London gaslight, excuse me, the, yeah. the Chinese lantern, you know, the, there's all sorts of different. So, so it's a yeah. celebration of those different cultures, those different genres, those different ideologies. And what we have found is that somebody kind of trips across or comes or, Hey, I like bluegrass. I'm going to come see bluegrass. And then we build an environment for them that's environment. You know, it, it's at a table. It's a table yeah. concert series. Get to pe- people get to break bread, if you will, and enjoy a meal while they're watching. Can't you? You can bring a. We did. You bring that your was own. The first yeah, you thing for us. Own, yeah, you can bring your own uh, food. Okay. Yeah, and then we have um, wait staff to help with beverages. The way the Georgia law works, you can't bring on uh, our alcoholic beverages. But our we do guy have was that great. Staff. <laughs> yeah, good. I'm glad. <laughs> he yeah. learned pretty quickly on that I was going to be a good customer. <laughs> There you go. Our guy was great. Yeah. And, um, and, and the idea is that you get to sit and enjoy and be in community with people. And, um, the, the whole premise of that is if, as we're celebrating those different cultures, it's about community and conversation. Mm-hmm. So being at round tables makes it a, um, experiential in community with your, with your, you know, fellow family or friends, as opposed to I'm sitting in one direction and staring at the stage and I'm experiencing it for me. And then later I'll share. It's actually a, as a yeah. community at a round table, we're sharing this together. And so the, the, the premise of is here's something different. Here's something that's not in this community otherwise. And, mm-hmm. and some, sometimes we'll have something that are, is a little bit more familiar and a little bit more approachable, but sometimes we'll do you know, we had Solsha. That was Afro-Celtic funk as a... Um, <laughs> May not find that down the, the lead, street. <laughs> and the lead instrument was a bagpipe. I mean, it was yes. so obscure and 
odd, and yet people loved it. They were up and dancing. I mean, it was crazy at the time when we did it. Mm-hmm. This last summer, we did something called um, with Shauna Tucker. She, uh, she's pioneering this genre called Chamber Soul, which is exactly what you th- would think if you're putting it together, but fusing these two polar opposite genres into one. And people were totally enamored by it. And so I think that, and, and what we have seen, which I think is really exciting as we've done this now for a couple of years, we're starting to be able to track it a little bit better. We see people that are coming for the bluegrass and then they're going to return for the chamber soul. Uh-huh. And then they're going to return for the Afro-Celtic funk because they start to trust the celebration as opposed to what they're familiar with. They're starting to celebrate the different culture as opposed yeah. to the familiar. And and it's um and I think over time that's one of those culture changes, not because it needs it and not because there's an agenda. It's because we deserve that. We deserve to see and experience what does Afro Celtic funk mean? You know, we <laughs> deserve to have a fun, you know, harp rock experience that Otherwise, you can't find, you know, or or you'd have to drive to Atlanta. And like I said, there's some there's there's some good reasons to do that, but you shouldn't be forced to every time right. just to experience that. And so that's you know we're passionate about all of that. I think that's a it's a and it's really turned into this beautiful concert series that, like I said, rather than is motivated by. I'm coming to be entertained as much as I'm just coming to experience. And it's been a lot of, um, and I, and I don't know, (laughs) I don't know what I'm getting myself into. And and that's when we really celebrate. We'll get comments of, I don't know what I'm getting into, or I'm not really looking forward to this as they're walking in, leaving saying, gosh, I'm so glad I didn't miss this. I would be so upset if I missed this, you know? And that's the, that's the, the mark of our, of our win with the lantern series, I think is that. So, um, an individual or a business, can we buy rent, uh, sponsor a a table for the season? Is that part of your? Yes. Yeah. So for, um, you can, as an individual, you can get just a single table at a concert. You can also get a, um, you can also subscribe as an individual to the whole season and just okay. kind of, and we do have uh, partnerships with businesses where um, businesses will use it. And we have actually several different businesses now that um, always end up renewing um, mm-hmm. I'll bet. and they end up using the tables so well with leveraging it. I mean, it's like their real estate in a mm-hmm. unique experience that it is theirs for their clients. It's theirs for their uh, employees to come and enjoy. It's there for themselves if they want to do it. Um, yeah. it's, a, it's turned into a great, um, it's a great way for businesses to host and, and really treat whoever they need to um, because the, the concerts are fantastic if i well, i mean obviously I I'm, I'm biased here but i think they're good you know and and i say that to say that um we also have seen as far as culture change we've also seen businesses that would never otherwise meet each other or run into each other but they're both sponsoring and just happen to be you know huh. repeated yeah um because they're sponsoring they're repeating their attendance and they finally run into this is a feel familiar face. They finally run into the other business and we're actually yeah. starting to see some of those businesses go, man, I, I never thought I would partner with a business like this software company, but they're building this tool for us now. Oh, that's and, great. You know, so it's starting to see, you're starting to see some of the, the benefits of for the business from a B2B ratio, not just a, I'm going to 
see if I can't host some people to, right. you know, get more clients or get more leads or that sort of thing. Well, the reason I ask, I can, I can see ourselves. I mean, the business radio X network, we've been in business for 15 years. Of course, we'll still take all the help we can get, but as far as Cherokee business radio, you know, I've been in this studio space for a week. You're my first in studio yeah, interview. We yeah. We're going to have people coming through every Tuesday at 10 o'clock and then eventually every Tuesday and Thursday at 10 o'clock and it'll kind of blossom. But I can see that it would be a marvelous way to to continue to develop those relationships if I can invite those people to join us at the Business Radio X table at the Lantern Absolutely. Series. The guests who come through here, I mean, that's just good mojo. Yes, right it, there, it right? is. A, it's a that's it is so unique that it's a way really for a lot of the businesses to, like I said, leverage it however they need yeah. to. So it's it's it, but being in that unique atmosphere really helps. Um, and I think helps with the brand of the business for it's so easy just to be the hard numbers. I mean, no matter what business, right. I mean, even in arts and I'm looking at spreadsheets all day trying to figure out stuff. So it's <laughs> easy to just fall into that and just make sure that we're meeting the bottom line. So when businesses can engage in something as unique and inspiring as that, and then share that with clients or leads or, or whatever, it really, it marks a, a good impression on, well, it would for me. Uh, I, I can tell you, like, if I'm considering engaging a, a CPA or a business attorney or a marketing consultant or what have you, um, I, you know, to know that they also support Elm Street, you know, and I and I I see that I don't know a logo somewhere, or I see them all the time when we go. That's a that's enough for me to give them the nod. You know, everything else being equal, over a different right. firm, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that there's a lot of we've been around for a while and even though yeah. we moved, you know, 2010, that's a, that's a decade ago, you know, and we've really, yeah. uh, and that's just in downtown Woodstock. And so we have been very passionate about the community and the growth of the community. And so I think that a lot of individuals and businesses see that and, you know, it's, it's one of those glamorous stories, but we do get stories where somebody hops on as a sponsor and they haven't even been to a concert or been to a show that they've been sponsoring yet. And, you know, our volunteers will go, yeah, we heard that you hopped on. We're, we're giving you our business. So thanks for that. You know, oh, and that's, so that's great. Important. And that's, that's honestly, again, that speaks to Elm street supportive community of just being really yeah. passionate about what, you know, what we are trying to do. And so we're really appreciative of, of that kind of support as well. Well, I'll tell you one of the things that we're going to do here at Cherokee business radio, if it's helpful to you, um, those business people who are part of your sponsor ecosystem, if there's value to them and value to you, Let's have them come in here on a regular rhythm and they can talk about their work, but they can also talk about their involvement with the community. So if that's something you want to explore, we're happy to make that happen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, for those of you out there listening, it, when you do come to the Lantern Series, don't be uh, one bit surprised if you see at least one Business Radio X table. <laughs> there you go. That's how I like that. <laughs> so, uh, it, but but I'm, I'm operating under the impression you can probably even expand the sponsor package beyond that you could probably get really creative with some i don't know some signage some some promotion there's probably other stuff you can do too right as oh a, yes there's certain there's certain levels that we have it's not just okay. a, a one and then and right. there's all sorts of different you know packages and benefits that we'll offer and and a lot of times too i think being who we are and our purpose it's not just so like we've got our template on what mm -hmm. sponsoring might look like perhaps but that doesn't necessarily mean that you know, if, if you as business, business radio X is looking for something in particular, 
well, you know, let's, let's figure out a way to Talk wrap that through, in, yeah. you know, and um, we, we don't call them. I mean, the, in, in the end, yes, there's a lot of times it's a transaction. We do need that support. That's kind of what helps us keep the integrity, the artistic sure. integrity of what we're doing. But at the end of the day, we call it spot where we call it partnership, not sponsorship because we really want well, to. Well, the way you do it, it is a partnership. Right. And we really it's it's not just a transaction. Thanks so much. We're heading out now. We're going to list you in the program. <laughs> right, we're yeah. going to keep doing what we're doing. That's not, yes, financial support we are so grateful for. But at the same time, we're in it for the community benefit as well, which means that our business yeah. and our economy needs to be strong. And so we want to find ways to to leverage your business as well. And if that means finding a unique situation for Business, business Radio X or finding a unique plug-in for you know, a different, a different company. Like we, we're willing to do that. We very much are passionate about getting involved with it and not just great. That's we're done, you know? Um, <laughs> and we've, it, it's funny cause with the Reeves house, we've even explored <clears throat> what would it take to have artists and residencies where we're bringing an artist from around there you go. the, the, the nation. And, and then they're part-time with us and then part-time with business radio X or they're part-time with us and they're part-time with you know, the brewery or reformation brewery. There's, there's, it's just different things that we can experiment with. How can art benefit an individual business and how does that get leveraged for the community as a whole? Um, there's, we're always looking for, well, I'm not surprised one little bit and I am excited about it before we wrap, let's make sure that we provide our listeners with some key points of contact, uh, I don't know if it's, you know, phone, email, website links, but yeah. let's just make it super easy for them to uh, to plug in. And then where we publish this interview, we'll also make sure that we provide those links as well. So whatever you think is appropriate. Yeah, definitely. So the um, the website, we'll start there, is elmstreetarts.org. Um, and uh, the, the phone number is 678-494-4251. And that's the the main office line. And then um, the best email is probably info at elmstreetarts.org. And that goes to a couple of different staff members. So we'll get you to the right place. Fantastic. Well, uh, Christopher, it has been an absolute delight having you in the studio this afternoon. Um, I hope you'll consider coming back from time to time, kind of updating us on what's going on. And I'm quite sincere. You know, maybe it's appropriate from time to time to maybe bring other people from your staff or some of your key volunteers or, you know, their sponsors, if, you know, because we'd love to share those stories. And so we'll, we'll explore doing this. But this has been a lot of fun. Congratulations on the momentum. Uh, look to have Stone and Holly intimately involved in what <laughs> you're doing yeah. as individuals. Um, but, you know, based on, on what you've said, I, I think, listeners, you can also um, look forward to seeing Business Radio X pretty involved in this, uh, in this as well. That's great. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. We're looking forward to getting meeting new people and, and getting more involved. It's going to be good. All right. Until next time, this is Stone Payton for our guest today, Executive Director Christopher Brazelton with Elm Street Cultural Arts Village, and everyone here at the Business Radio X family saying we'll see you next time on Cherokee Business Radio. Yeah.